Coming up on Wrestling Life. Somebody had got something wrong and, and the person taking the session slapped him in the face um, and, and called him a, yeah, I won't, I won't say it. He called him a bad word, let's okay. say. Um, and mm. I mean, that can really be bad for someone's mm. confidence. And, and, you know, we want to flip on its head and do, do it a completely different way. And I, I don't know why, how it became so accepted in, in pro wrestling. Welcome to Wrestling Life with Ben Veal, the show that features real talk from real talent. Hello and welcome to Wrestling Life with Ben Veal. This show is all about telling the real stories behind those that have positively shaped wrestling's past, present and future. And we need you to grow. So please do subscribe and follow our socials. Very simply, you can find us at Wrestling Life Online. Joining me today, I'm so pleased to welcome a true veteran of the British wrestling scene. Ahead of his retirement at the end of 2023, it is my pleasure to introduce the Prince of Mumbai and the head coach of Quality Wrestling Academy, Rishi Ghosh. Rishi, welcome to the show. How are you, sir? Um, very well, thank you, Ben. Thank you so much for having me on. You're you're so welcome. So look, I, I feel honoured that you're joining me as part of this Rishi retirement tour. You know, it's, it's all coming to an end very soon. 23 years of lacing up the boots and stepping into the squared circle and you're calling it a day. What's behind your decision to retire? Uh, a few factors, actually. Um, yes, obviously, as, as you said, I've been um, doing it for 23 years. Um, and that, that feels like a, a good stretch of time. Um, yeah, it's a, a good innings. Yeah, it's good innings. And a, a lot of people are asking me, you know, kind of why? Because um, I, I think when people retire, there's there's lots of different reasons. Um, sometimes people are bitter. Sometimes they're, they're really kind of, their body's really banged up. Um, sometimes they don't love it anymore. Um, but none of those are true for me. No, I, I feel like I could probably um, wrestle on shows for another five years, uh, um, I feel like my matches are are good for my. I'm still doing lots of main event matches, which is lovely, and it's it's nice being um, given the faith to do it. Uh, but uh, as you know, I, I do run the Quality Wrestling Academy full time now. Uh, it is at the moment eight group sessions a week, um, wow. about four private coach sessions a week. And um, I mean, it, it, it's my main source of living now. So it almost feels like to me, in order to prolong what I'm doing at, at, at the um, Quality Wrestling Academy, I need to cut something has to give. I need to take a step back from something. And uh, I, I love I love doing the wrestling. It, it's amazing wrestling on shows. However, it's very, very time consuming. And um, I, I want to focus more. I'm, I mean, it's been nearly five years at the academy now, and I know there's scope to build it such more. So I want to keep building and, and keep evolving it and seeing the, you know, talent um, pool we've got here. It, yeah, it, it feels like a good contribution to it. And it's, it's kind of like, you know, uh, I'm, I'm the old guard. It, it's time to let the new guards 
take over because there's so much talent and um yeah want to make sure we we bring them through the right way and yeah maybe have a bit of time to myself at the weekends as well but novelty that's it yeah it's it I mean, as you know it's just so i mean this weekend was absolute chaos i was in the academy from early in the morning till 4 30 p.m literally continuous sessions no break whatsoever um then i straight from the academy got my car went straight to bristol um did my last show for the amazing wrestling society uh, run by nadia sapphire and they gave me a love send-off um so straight to bristol so that was a, a two and a half hour drive got back very late and then i was up really early yesterday um because we had our quality wrestling academy halloween showcase uh so again i was i was up really early um uh, you, do you know what i mean i had to be out before nine and then i didn't get back till i think it was something like half past ten at night so really long days and uh yeah, yeah. It, it, something just has to give yeah no, it's a lot isn't it um i know you've been like really kind of pushing this rishi ghosh retirement tour and having having great fun along the way it seems tell me about some of the promotions you've worked for over recent months and the opponents you've either faced or partners you've been with in the ring over the last few months of your retirement uh yes i'm i'm really lucky to to work for the promotions i do i think after lockdown and all the um, you know the speaking out um business i wanted to just make sure i was working promotions i really trusted and and did the right things and, and also, you know, believed in me and, and, you know, really wanted to have me uh, on their shows. Um, so SWF Wrestling UK and Kapow Wrestling, I was actually working for separately and now they've merged, um, which is lovely. And, and they've, they've really looked after me um, and they, they have a lot of my students on their shows. So they really believe what we're doing. At, at, at the wrestling academy which is which is lovely um they've got wrestling society as i've mentioned um with nadia sapphire and, and um, rj singh is is the booker there um so he, he does a, a lot of the the background work and again it's you know two people have a lot of faith in me and have really looked after me and when, when you've got people who kind of look after you in 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 the wrestling you want to kind of really do a good job and really give back to them something special sure. um and then there's there's premier promotions um john Fremantle, uh really old school promotion he still wrestles in british rounds which is amazing and i love wow. doing something different obviously he used to host people like the british bulldog like um you know stephen regal william regal uh giant haystacks so uh, it's amazing being part of that again that's incredible to be part of that legacy and that heritage isn't it um yeah it, it's just amazing so it's and being like refereed by people like steve gray um who's uh, an absolute british wrestling legend and, and i admire his work so much and you know um getting the opportunity oh, i did i did actually wrestle him in his later days as well at premier promotions wow. um and then and then and then getting the the opportunity to get refereed by him and, and getting to it's, it's amazing game you know being able to pick his brains after the match but also yeah. during the match you know you're, yeah. you're working a whole day's play you know giving you little tips and um 
yeah, it, it, it's amazing. And and then of course, uh, Future Pro Wrestling, uh, you run by run by Steve Evans and uh, and his amazing team, um, Matt Burden. I think you had on your yeah, Matt Burden well. and Lee Elmer as well. Yeah, good friends of the show. Just great people, a real vision um for what they're doing so i've got got my last show um yeah with, with them soon as well yeah um, yeah just just a, a loser leaves fpw match i believe loser leaves fpw match um well i can't no even predict i can't even predict what way that's gonna go no spoilers won't give it away but we'll see what happens on yep. wrestling man so that'll be um fantastic yeah maybe maybe i'll beat him make him leave and then i'll just retire anyway yes like a true heel <laughs> um and i was just just so lucky um there's pro- probably a few i i haven't mentioned um i mean there's there's a great local one called knockout wrestling entertainment down here um you know, run by a, a wrestler called matt mcgee and but there's just there's just so uh, it i've kind of cut back on who i work for but there's <laughs> even when you're cutting back yeah there's still so many i mean that's what's great about a british wrestling scene isn't it there's so much variety there's so much choice available and that's what i'm excited about doing this show is just showcasing all these wonderful promotions and the the independent talent who's you know creating memories at the weekends as you say um was there anyone when you when you kind of set about decided 2023 was going to be the year was there anyone that you were determined i want to have one more match with them i want to partner up with them once more any bucket list stuff this year? Yeah, there was bucket list stuff, and um, Chris Kay and, and Will Armstrong from Kapow SWF, they actually asked me, um, who is on your bucket list? Uh, to be honest, I've pretty much wrestled uh, most people. Um, that they, they put me on with Simon Miller, who I'm sure is going to be a big star. Yeah. Um, I'd wrestled him before the tag match, but it was nice having a singles match with him. Uh, but mainly, it was the students from my academy who I really wanted to wrestle um it's it's great coaching people and, and you do you know what i mean obviously you can really tailor things and, and get them uh, you know you know get their wrestling as good as you can um but when, when you're feeling how they're wrestling mm. as well you can really give that feedback so you can feel how they're doing things um their their timing their positioning everything like that um so i've wrestled a lot of my um a lot of my students this year um I, I, had a, I had a few a few but i tried not to make the bucket list too big yeah um because you, do you know what i mean we, we've got 60 70 regular students here now that's amazing um, yeah no thank you um so i i kind of limit it to the people i really you know who really mm. train hard down here and are really taking that next step and who'd really kind of benefit from from getting a bit of feedback from me and and i and i know you know they've they've really given me their time at the academy so i wanted yeah. to do this for them as well and, and have yes. that match and um yeah no i've, I've got to um have a, a really good few matches so yeah no thank you uh and you've got, you you've got by, by the time by the time this episode drops you'll have faced scotty too hotty as well um oh, indeed. hopefully have avoided the perilous danger of the worm <laughs> well, we shall see. I, I think if, if if I manage to avoid it, the crowd will be very disappointed. They will. Uh, but the Prince of Mumbai will be very happy he avoided it. So, um, yeah, but, we'll see how it's going. 
again, you know, what a what, what a lovely thing um, for them uh, to do for me yeah. in my retirement year, and you know, you know the other other promotions well, like you know, Rest Society, I, I, I my match with RJ Singh on Saturday again, a loser <laughs> leaves town type match, and Nadia actually refereed it, so it was really nice for me to to get to wrestle RJ, who uh, I've known my well my whole career. And RJ, um, and RJ then, will be coming on this show as well soon. Oh, uh, what a man. Speaking yeah. of him. Well, yeah. It's just, he's just, you don't get wrestlers like him anymore. You know, he, he's just, he, he, the create creativity in his thinking and his vision for it. Do you know what I mean? Uh, what I try to tell my students so often is, you, you know, don't worry about all the moves. You, it doesn't have to be that spectacular. What's more important it's a creativity in your mind and how you're doing it and, and the storytelling and, and and where the crowd are reacting and, and taking them along for the journey. I mean, it, it's not about it's not about the moves. Um, and RJ just understands it so well and just the way he works. Um, do you know what I mean? I, I knew I was just going to leave on Saturday being completely unscathed. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's just such a safe, responsible worker and and it, and it was lovely being being in the ring with with two of my best friends in in wrestling my last wrestling society show this episode of wrestling life is brought to you in partnership with our friends over at legacy sports nutrition take your physical and mental performance to the next level with test x9 a natural testosterone booster clinically proven test x9 from legacy sports nutrition is nsf certified third-party lab tested and made in the US of A. And it's brought to you by friends of the show, three-time world champion Nick Aldis and 10-time world champion Mickey James. Nick developed and uses these products himself, so you know they work, and he shows you how over at LegacySups.com with links to clinical studies on each of the nine key ingredients. No bull, no bro science, just facts. It's time to level up your strength, energy, libido, and drive now with Test X9 from Legacy Sports Nutrition. And if you want to really level up, go for the ultimate test stack at Assist, a pro-grade estrogen inhibitor and test enhancer, and the best-selling sleep aid Recovery PM, and discover why improving your sleep is the key to unlocking your mental and physical potential. So stop settling for average. Go to LegacySupps.com now and use the promo code WRESTLINGLIFE for 10% off your entire order. That's promo code WRESTLINGLIFE. And if you subscribe to have it shipped every 30 days, you can still get the discount every single time. So head on over now to LegacySupps.com and level up with Legacy. Nice. So look, tell me a bit about Quality Wrestling Academy then. So where are you based and you know what do you offer in terms of the training and support to, to would-be wrestlers? So we are based in Haven in Hampshire, which is very close to Portsmouth in, in Hampshire, if you haven't heard of Haven. Um, and, yeah, we provide, I mean, I suppose we pride ourselves on trying to provide the most variety in a wrestling academy. Um, so to talk you through our week very quickly, um, you know, Monday night is our inclusive session. Um, that's for adults with learning disabilities and additional needs. Um, Tuesdays, we've got our youth session. 
Um, so that's for our, our young people between 10 and 18. We kind of extended the age so, that, so the youths can kind of pick when they go into the adult section to start at 16. Some are more, some can't wait to get in and, and some need a little bit more, a little bit more time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, got you said. Then we have our advanced session after that on the Tuesday. Then Wednesday we have another adult session, our wrestling skills session. Then Thursday we have our basic session, which is not only great for beginners but also great for you know um, anyone just wanting to hone those basics. Um, you know, my whole career when I was wrestling, I always made sure I trained every week as well. I got in a wrestling ring. Um, and, and a lot of the time I was doing the basics because you can get the basics right. Um, it, it's more important than anything. And then after that session week on the Thursday night, we have our WrestleFit session, which is our wrestling fitness session. Again, a very important part of wrestling is your ring cardio. And um, many of our champions down at Quality Wrestling, they always train at that session because they know um, the importance of being in shape and and. If you don't have the stamina for it, you can't kind of deliver what you want to in the ring. Mm. And, and you do so much in wrestling, you know, um, you go through so much to perform and create something special. And I've heard so many times wrestlers just not having it in the tank at the end of the match to do what they want to do. So um, yeah. that's really important to us. I, th- I think so. that's, sorry, sorry to jump in there, but I think that's one of the really right. overlooked things about professional wrestling because of its because of its its predetermined nature and some of the kind of unfair stick that it receives at a mainstream level, I think it's really overlooked actually how incredibly athletic you have to be to do this. The it's 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 it doesn't unlike lots of other sports, it doesn't actually have any downtime. There is no, you know, we're we're kind of done really, aren't we? Of those days where you'd have the five minute bear hug of a three minute kind of headlock. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it is it is pace, pace, pace. I get your point about slowing it down, letting the crowd absorb the moment, and it it doesn't have to be move, 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 move. But you know, you're often talking basically 15, 20 minutes straight of movement, if not more, aren't you? Which requires huge cardiovascular conditioning. Yeah, absolutely. You've hit the nail on the head there, Ben. It is completely different nowadays. How it was when I started, you could you could get away with a real um, simple. I call, I call them ABC matches, um, mm. and you could get away with it. And uh, and a lot of people that we trained with, they wanted to keep going, but they just didn't adjust their style, and and they they couldn't get keep getting books. They just didn't move the times. And at, at the academy, we really make sure people are doing um, one. Do you know what I mean? What the promoters and audience want, but also what is current because mm. it's so competitive yeah. out, at, out on the circuit do you know what i mean if you don't put on a good performance um you, you can really lose your spot um sorry go back to the group session so saturdays we, we do a longer adult session and um and then and then we have our, our kids fun session for the younger kids that's five to twelve year olds oh, and then we've obviously got private coaches and special seminars in between so it, it it becomes a very busy week at the quality wrestling academy um but i think the most important thing is for us you know the showcase yesterday the teamwork yeah involved they're all a team they're all this big wrestling family and i think that's so important to get across like a nice atmosphere mm. um, where people are really um comfortable to train and, and feel supported in their training and um you know i, I feel like me, me and me and my brother raj who i 
who I run the wrestling academy with, I think we're quite suited to be in a position to do it now. I mean, you know, you, you get you you do get a lot of um, academies where I don't think people are quite ready mm. um, to run them. Um, but do you know what I mean? We we both you know. I think it must be nearly 50 years between us we have in wrestling experience. Um, we're both um, third Dan instructor grade um, judo instructors. Um, we're both qualified disability sports coaches. Um, we both have our, our football coaching. Um, Raj also has another two black belts and instructors grades in Kung Fu and kickboxing. And he's a qualified teacher. Um, and, I, and I've been, I've been, doing um, a lot of uh, part-time university university lecturing as well. So I, I just feel, you know, that merge of things puts us in a good um, position and, and we're qualified social workers as well. So I think it just puts us wow. in a decent position to not only coach the physical, but also there's a lot of the mentality of it yeah. um, and, and getting people and, you know, giving them the confidence um to perform and, and giving people kind of feedback in the yeah. right way. Um, I mean, coaches can be really, I hear so many stories, coaches can be really rude, you know, mm. even now, back in the day, it was really bad, but they can be really mm. rude. Do you know what I mean? Calling people, you know, names, you know, when the uh, speaking out happened, there, there was one story. Um, I, hope you, I hope you don't mind a bit of bad language here, Ben. Oh. Um but um, yeah, you know, somebody had got something wrong, and and the person taking the session slapped him in the face, um, and and called him a yeah, I won't I won't say it. he called him a bad word. Let's okay. say, um, and mm. you know I mean that can really be bad for someone's mm. confidence, and, and you know, we want to flip on its head and do do it a completely different way, and, and just well, make people. The world, jobs. the world's the world's moved on, hasn't it? I mean, you used to hear horror stories from the old territory days in the seventies and eighties around the the kind of you know before people were smartened up, and you know that real kind of you you, you, re you really had to show your respect for the industry. And I know you still that's very very much important still to this day, but you don't have to start that your journey off like that, do you? You wouldn't you wouldn't start any other profession in that regard. Why would you do that in professional wrestling? You wouldn't know, and um, I, I don't know why, how it became so accepted in in pro wrestling, um, but it but it still happens, unfortunately. Um, but I think the difference now is actually there are legitimate places to train, and and you've got more of the right people in charge. So I think, to be honest, I'm being really honest. I still think it's probably even now a fifty fifty split. Probably back in the day, it it was probably that. Do you know what I mean? You you wouldn't find a place um, like the quality. You so find a place like Quality Wrestling Academy, but you wouldn't find places like other other academies who are doing doing yeah. really good work. Well, what I love about this is the the inclusivity you're describing. It's not just bringing in very young children to to kind of get their first taste of of the world of wrestling, but also. You know, you mentioned about the the disability sports coach. I mean, my my son is um, autistic. I'm very passionate about uh, giving opportunities for neurodiverse and disabled people. Um, how, how did your pathway into disability sports coaching happen for you and Raj? Uh, it kind of happened completely by accident for me. Okay. 
So I was doing my social work degree. Okay. And I, obviously, I've always been really interested in the arts and drama. Um, I've, I've done more pantomime performances than any man should have ever done. It, it literally must be about 500 shows I've done. Wow. Pantomime, ludicrous amount. Uh, but I've always, I've always had a big interest in drama. And um, I was doing a social work degree, and it was just a chance meet that I saw my – I was going probably from lecture to lecture, and I saw my friend, um, Max Oleska's dad, Stuart Oleska, in the hallway, and he just caught me. He's like, "Oh, we've got we've got this meeting. Um, it might have even been that night, or maybe a, a night that week, um, with a group called SWIG, which is, which stood for Social Work Inclusion Group, and it was a great um, group of a um, service users who were helping educate uh, the social work students on the course, which I thought was wonderful. But they they ran a project called Create, um, which was more about the arts. So would educate them through drama and poetry and music and, um, you, do you know what I mean? And, mm. you know, crafts and that kind of thing. And it was so interesting to me. And that was my first actual introduction to the world of disability. Um, and what it taught me was how much knowledge and how much these people have to give. Do you know what I mean? And it, it sounds obvious yeah. saying it as an older guy now, but you know, back when I was 18, it was eye-opening for me. Do you know what I mean? Completely different mm. environment. And that's why I started working and wanting to be in the disability field. So I got into social work because I wanted to work with young people. So actually completely this chance meeting I had with, with Stuart Oleska completely changed my path and got me into disability and and after and I, and I kept working with this group and um I just kept showing up to the meetings <laughs> and um, I think I built a bit of a um rapport with everyone there and um in my third year they asked me to do their placement with them which they picked one student from each year um to do so that was an honor so I did that another great experience and um the university actually employed me straight out of graduate graduating um, to keep developing that group, which was amazing. amazing. Um, and again, yeah, just by chance, I was working lots of different disability um, jobs, ma mainly in regards to leisure. So doing, you know, sports sessions with um, adults with, with mental health. Um, and I was doing a job getting young people with disabilities into leisure activities in the community um and yeah it, it, a funding uh pot came up because my boss knew i, I saw a gap i saw a gap basically mm. i saw around this area i saw a lot of opportunities actually young people with disabilities a lot of provision going on which is wonderful but you got to the kind of young adults um and they didn't really have anything to do and i really wanted to start something up so she told me about this funding pot she was amazing. It's a lady called Kerry, Kerry Morgan. She was amazing. And um, you know, she helped me with my application. And I got, I got this funding and I started my own um, uh, disability sports club, display sport and social club um, with my brother Raj. We, we did a some courses to get, to get the right qualifications um, to do it and learn more about disability sports. Um, and that ran for, oh, 
five years, I believe. Um, unfortunately, lockdown um, mm-hmm. and, and, and COVID closed it down and, and, and we never recovered. But um, It's such a shame. It's had such an impact on so, on so many kind of grassroots things like that, hasn't it, COVID? But we haven't, we haven't really recovered. It, recording this at the end of 2023, we haven't really caught up. We haven't recovered, and and it, and, it, and it's sad. It had to had to come to an end. But I mean, for me, and, and I mean, you probably you're quite a, a man of the world, Ben. Um, yeah. It's very kind of very kind of you to say. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's like you've got a lot of really good experiences, and I, I just feel like one experience has kind of led on to the other, and and now we're running this um, inclusive. We call it the Quality Inclusive Wrestling Federation, and it, and it's every Monday night. And and you know the guys have been so good; they've got passion for wrestling. But as as you you probably know, a lot of these um, a lot of these guys got a lot of talent, but they just aren't getting nurtured in the right way. And um, it was a huge moment for us yesterday because these guys put on an exhibition match oh. um, at our at our showcase in front of. In front, we did two shows, um, both with nearly, well, probably around 200 people there, actually. And, um, yeah, they, they performed in front of 200 people. And uh, to wow. see the crowd reaction, they absolutely nailed it as well. They worked really hard for it, and they, they absolutely nailed it. And it was, um, yeah, a really proud moment for myself, for Raj, and, and for my partner, Lisa, who's a learning disability nurse who comes and helps out. At the, at the inclusive session so it was uh yeah no just, just, just a great moment for us a great moment for their for them and their families as well that's fantastic and also this might be the first episode of wrestling life that my wife actually listens to because my wife is a physio for people with learning disabilities so i might be able to force her to listen to half an hour about wrestling <laughs> but you may have finally turned around um look one, one thing i want to ask so you know obviously we're getting a really good glimpse into the into the real you but I want to talk about the Prince of Mumbai. How does how does this character come about? And also, how have you evolved over the years with your wrestling persona? Yeah, it's evolved a lot actually um, over the years. It started. Um, I do a an amazing show um, every. It's it's either every year or every couple of years called the Wrestling. Um, it's run run by two comedians. I've mentioned him already, actually, Max Aleska. Um, who's a really long-term friend, and his comedy partner, Ivan Gonzalez, Max and Ivan, they're called it in the comedy world. They are incredible comedians. Um, but they they started this, the wrestling. And because I've known Max for so long, when he was first selling it to me, he told me about the Edinburgh Festival. I was mm. going to put on the show at the festival. I'd never really been to a comedy festival. Um, I'd heard of the Winchester Hat Fair, um, and I almost imagined it might be something like that. There'll be, you know, a few buskers around and he's going to put this ring in a field. Yeah, and um, Edinburgh you know, is something else, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it takes over the entire city. It's enormous. All the huge comedians you could think of are performing there. And he had booked it's, it's like It's like the Madison Square Garden of, of stand-up comedy, isn't it? <sighs> it was outrageous. I couldn't believe when I got there. I was like, oh, my word. Um, and he had said to me he wanted me to be... I was just a normal, generic heel before, Bombay bad boy, Rishi Ghosh. That's who I was. Um, and I was always known as a good wrestler, a good, solid wrestler. But I would say I was not a main event wrestler. I was an opening match 
wrestler, which, um, do you know what I mean? I love working the opening match. It, it introduces, you know, the... the oh, the, the, the opening match, in my opinion, is every bit as important as the main event. Yeah, yeah. To me, as a promoter, it's the most important match because it sets the tone. Mm. Um, so I, I was I was normally put in the opening match to teach them, and, and that's always a great pleasure. But then I was not a main event worker, and I, I can hold my hands up and say, do you know what I mean? I wasn't a main event wrestler back then. But, um, yeah, Max um, said he wanted me to be this Prince Mumbai character. And um, so that was the first time I was Prince Mumbai and did the accent. I didn't have all the gear because um, I didn't really appreciate what a big show this was. Yeah. I appreciate it. I looked at one of the biggest, famousest venues in Edinburgh to do the wrestling, um, the Pleasance Grand. So it was a 1,000 people in there. Um, and it was incredible. And the show actually won the Foster Panel Prize, the old Perret Award for Best Show. Wow. That year. Um, so that was the very start of the Prince of Mumbai. So thank you, Max. And then it just evolved from there. I was um, in Orlando and um, I was at a costume shop and I found this robe. Um, and I put this robe on because I thought, this is Prince of Mumbai like. Yeah, this is a good this is a this is a good outfit. And the owner of this store, the person working there, was like, that looks really good. But you don't really trust, you know, the person uh yeah. <laughs> working there, they're trying to sell you rope. But then um this couple walked by and this lady just stopped and went, That looks really good on you. <laughs> and um I was just sold. I was just like, right, I'm I'm taking this. Are you sure she wasn't working for the shop as well? Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe like a, it's like a double act. Oh, <laughs> really cleverly done but either way I was so, even if I was scammed there I was so convinced she was so convincing that yeah I took the robe and once I had the robe actually the rest followed so sometimes it's just about getting the mm. right attire get the feeling of the character once I had the robe I was like oh okay so I went to um, the place that made my gear and they showed me lots of materials and I decided that ah, leopard print is the way to go um so I went for leopard print, and that that's been really beneficial um, to it because people just instantly react. Right? Yeah, you've, you've right. got you've I got mean, a very distinctive look and feel, haven't you? Yeah, yeah your yeah, gimmick. Yeah. This episode of Wrestling Life is brought to you in partnership with our friends over at Legacy Sports Nutrition. Take your physical and mental performance to the next level with Test X Nine, a natural testosterone booster, clinically proven. Test X9 from Legacy Sports Nutrition is NSF certified, third party lab tested and made in the US of A. And it's brought to you by friends of the show, three time world champion Nick Aldis and 10 time world champion Mickey James. Nick developed and uses these products himself, so you know they work. And he shows you how over at LegacySups.com with links to clinical studies on each of the nine key ingredients. No bull, no bro science, just facts. It's time to level up your strength, energy, libido, and drive now with Test X9 from Legacy Sports Nutrition. And if you want to really level up, go for the ultimate test stack, adding T-Assist, a pro-grade estrogen inhibitor and test enhancer, and the best-selling sleep aid Recovery PM, and discover why improving your sleep is the key to unlocking your mental and physical potential. So stop settling for average. Go to LegacySupps.com now and use the promo code WRESTLINGLIFE for 10% off your entire order. That's promo code WRESTLINGLIFE. And if you subscribe to have it shipped every 30 days, you can still get the discount every single time. So head on over now to LegacySupps.com and level up with Legacy. So 
yeah, it, and it all kind of followed from there. So I think, you know, I was going to give advice um, to younger wrestlers or wrestlers who want to mix it up or progress things. Um, yeah, really think about what you're wearing and how you present yourself the moment you step out of that curtain because um, it's so important to the audience. Um, you know, I mean, you still get a lot of wrestlers and they're just, you know, wearing their their black trunks or whatever and and um i mean it does it does work for you know some people but for a lot of people it just doesn't work for them and, and there's more to them do you have that. a do you have a pre-match ritual to, like to slip into character do you like do you let go of the real you and move into prince of mumbai for a, for a period of time once that robe is on i'm kind of the prince of mumbai do you know what i mean once that kind of the robe is the very last thing i put on i get all my I get all my uh, gear on that I'm going to wrestle in, and the robe is always the last thing I put on. Yeah. I, I suppose I've always known that, but oddly saying that to you <laughs> has made that click a bit more. Yeah. It's always the last thing that, that goes on, and then I, then I, do you know what I mean? I don't really say too much more to my opponent after that point, mm. because, yeah, it's almost like that robe. I, I become the prince, and... Um, yeah, yeah, normal, normal Rishi Gosha has gone, and he's uh, this dastardly heel. But yeah, no, it, it's just it's just kept evolving organically. You find something that works. Um, do you know what I mean? I, I announced myself as as a man with a hard man haircut. Um, that that just kind of happened. I got one of those. Oh, no, he's got a hard man haircut. Use the hashtag uh, as well. <laughs> that's it. Um, oh, I've got about four hard man haircut t-shirts left. So if anybody wants to buy one, get in touch as well. There you go. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's just evolved and evolved and evolved to a point um, that it just feels so comfortable now. When I first, was first doing it, there's a real feel out stage of, do you know what I mean? What is this? You know, what does the voice sound like? How does he react to different things? What moves is on? But it, it just, it just, yeah, the last few years it's just felt at a really mm. kind of polished point, which is a, a really nice place um, to be. And, and it, it, it became the point, you know, the last few years where it was odd if I was packing my bag and I didn't have a championship with me um, because, do you know what I mean, more often than not, I was defending a championship, you yeah. know, um, you're and, like, which is you're, a really you're like the You're like the indie belt collector before Matt Cardona made that a thing, aren't you? <laughs> Packing them in, yeah. Um, I, I, what, I remember when I started winning them, I was like, I was keeping my bag, and then my bag, so I didn't want to forget any of them. My bag started just getting so heavy that I had to start taking them out and, and, and packing what I need, but um, yeah, it, it, just, just a nice, you know, even at, at, at the level I rest at, it, it's just nice for people you respect to do really good shows to. Mm have that faith in you uh, to you know be their champion and carry off those championship matches so do you feel like you've you know you're, you're kind of winding down now after 20 plus years in the ring do you feel like you've accomplished everything that you set out to do going back to the year 2000 when you first joined the industry no <laughs> when i first when i first joined um, i wanted to be in the wwe that's what i wanted to do you know yeah. like, like all like all young people. Um, so I, I, I didn't achieve what I set out to do, you know, uh, you know, I, I wanted to 
when, when I started, I wanted to be in the WWE. I wanted to make, you know, well, I suppose I make a full-time living for the wrestling now, but I wanted to make a full-time living working for the WWE. Mm. That's what I wanted to do. Um, but as you know, as you um, get older, you get wiser and you learn um, kind of how you want to enjoy life. Mm. I suppose. Well, you have and, family, don't you? Real life kicks in. The reality of living stateside and giving your life fully to wrestling travel is very different to, you know, the, the WWE dream. I get it, obviously. But yeah. there's also the reality of making a life for yourself in the UK, isn't there? That's it. And it's such a tough life. I mean, I've done loads. I mean, we, we touched on the acting earlier, but I've done so many theatre tours. Um, I've done so, so many, like, kind of three-month theatre tours where I have to completely relocate and I'm on the road six days a week, sometimes mm. doing two shows a day. Um, and it's really, really hard grind. And I really take my hat off um, to those people doing the WWE uh, circuit because it's really, really difficult. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, I've, I've got to meet a lot of them and I've been lucky enough to wrestle um a lot of them um and it's it's really really hard grind it's, and it's it's not something i would have i mean i would have enjoyed elements but i don't think i would have enjoyed living life in that way because it, it, it it's a dream in the mind it's a dream in what you see but the reality um of living on that schedule is is very very difficult and as i say i really take it out for the guys because they work so hard um yeah so no i I didn't achieve <laughs> what i set out to do when i first entered um the academy but, and but then but then look at but look at what you are doing and and you yeah. know i i would say that you are adding much more value to the industry and to the future of the industry through what you're doing rashid than if you had made it to the big dance as it were yeah thank you ben um and, and i think as you grow up as well you know I haven't, I haven't, I haven't grown up. I don't know about you, but I've just got older. No, I haven't. No, I'm, I'm still a. I'm almost kid. forty, and I'm talking wrestling. You know, this is <laughs> likewise, likewise. I'm still a big kid who's just running a wrestling academy. It's a completely different life. But I think as as you grow up, you don't want to. Um, I think when you're younger, and and this isn't a knock on young people at all, but your mentality is a bit more selfish. Do you know what I mean? You want to live that bit more of us. Self-existent, do you know what I mean? I want to be a wrestler, and I want to mm. want to be on, on TV and that kind of thing. And actually, the real missing part of my life was helping people. Do you know what I mean? Um, and, I, and I think I need I needed that for me. Do you know what I mean? I, I needed to help people to yeah. feel fulfilled in life. And um, yeah, do, doing what I'm doing, um, it, it's very fulfilling, and and I. I personally, I need that. I need to, you know, I need to feel like I'm helping people yeah. in their journeys in life. And um, yeah, and, and, and it, yeah, you, you know, you, you said it, it's a much better full-time wrestling existence um, than, than I ever could have hoped for. Um, but, but it's certainly not the full-time wrestling existence that I set out to do, but it's just organically happened. That's, that I, that's the journey of life, isn't it? That's the journey that's of life. The, um, the the kind of students that come into the Quality Wrestling Academy now, I mean, it's very different, the world today, than 
you know it was when you entered the industry where it really was w you know wwf and wcw um you know there was the big organizations and there wasn't that much of a a, a really kind of strong british scene at that time but you know we're 20 years on we're we, we've very much witnessed the resurgence of indie wrestling in the uk and there's so many more opportunities but also there's so many more um british talents have taken over new japan taken over aw taken over wwe like it's it's not anymore like the token brit where it was um you know i was talking to shah samuels recently on on the show and he was saying about how he couldn't see where he could fit in wwe because they already had the Irishman in Fit Finley or, or Seamus, they already had, you know, the Scott and Drew McIntyre and stuff. But it feels like we're starting to move away from this obsession with, oh, that's the Australian, that's the Brit, that's the Indian, etc. Um, are your students is predominantly is their goal, I want to be in WWE, or do some of them recognize this is something that I can do successfully in the UK and that's enough? Yeah, to be honest. Most of them, yeah, they just want to care on, on the British circuit. Right. Um, I think we we cater to a, a very particular clientele, actually. We, I mean, we have people who do want, want to push on and, and really go far. But to be honest, most of the people who come here, they've got their occupations and they do very, very well in it. Do you know what I mean? We've We've got nurses. We've got firefighters. Do you know what I mean? We, yeah. we, we've got a whole mixed bag, of, uh, mixed bag of people who do absolutely incredible things in life. And do you know what I mean? We, we've, we've got military people, and they love what they do. And this is their escapism. Um, yeah, they've they've got their occupation. They love what they do, but they, they want they want that extra hobby. They want that occupation. And um, I suppose it, it's getting over to them that yeah, you know. British circuit is great and, and, and you can go work out there and you can have your fulfillment in it. But just because you're not going to WWE, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't have really good pride in your work and what you do. Because mm. um, we want to present something special and we want to be as good as we can be. And mm. you know what I mean, the wrestlers we've got, um, some, you know, the, the top tier guys are out on the circuit who are from the that is the um oh here's, here's the, the special digital clock <laughs> i mentioned at the quality wrestling academy um yeah so every hour it goes off it, it gives you a nice tune it's quite nice actually because um a lot of the time like especially you sometimes the adults they like to have a little funny dance to this tune <laughs> whilst it is going um Ah, that one only lasted 27 seconds, so that's oh. quite good. Sometimes they go on for like 50 seconds or over a minute, so that's so that's good. Um, but yeah, no, no, go, go, going back to it, um, you know, some of the students here are working twice or three times more than a lot of the established independent workers on the mm. circuit. Yeah, um, and that that's a that's a sign that do you know what I mean? The the British scene is a lot. That's just locally. Do you know what I mean? The British scene's live, and, and these aren't small crowds. They're yeah, working in yeah. front of you. Know, do you know what I mean? These are crowds of 200, 300, 400 people. Um, and that's a really good sign that the scene is doing well. And, and also a nice sign for us that we're bringing people through that promoters yeah. really want on their shows. And they're giving them repeat bookings because, Absolutely. As, as I said earlier, it, this is competitive. 
Do you know what I mean? You don't if you don't have a good match one weekend, you might not be back at that promotion, but you yeah. might not be back for some time. You know, you've really got to give a really good account of yourself. And um, I say it to my guys all the time: it, it doesn't matter if there's say fifty people in there. You go out there and you give a good account. You entertain those people who have given their good money to watch the show and be there. Um, and, and the promoter who's had faith in you, and also you never know, you never know who's watching. No, um, I mean, I, I I didn't get to work for them as much as I could. I I just kind of got on the end of of, of the Riptide shows, which were amazing promotion in Brighton. Um, but yeah, great guy. Tom was just at one of one of the the smaller shows I was at. And, uh, do you know what I mean? There were not a lot of people there, like maybe 30. Yes. Um, this was a few years ago. Um, you, do you know what I mean? Maybe we wasn't doing so well. Um, but, yeah, I, as I always say, I, I was on with one of my students, actually, so I wanted to make sure they had a good match on it in the audience. I to make sure the promoters know that I'm going to just give it everything I've got. And, um, yeah, got a message um, from Tom the next day just saying, oh, can you do this date for me? I, do you know what I mean? I, I didn't yeah. know who was going to be in the you know, do, you, do, do you encourage all your students to because we're, li- we're living in a very different time now aren't we where actually to a degree you can you can be your own marketer and your publicist and you know you didn't have all of this when you started out the fact that you can have an instagram you can have your own youtube you can be self-made do you encourage your students to you know really kind of push their gimmick on online and build an audience and fan base that way yeah absolutely it's such an important part of what we do now it wasn't it wasn't about <laughs> when i started um but it's an amazing tool it's a use useful tool um i think i do it okay um people seem to know me do you know what i mean way before they've <laughs> do you know what i mean way before they've met me in person um and and it's using that tool to publicize you know what you're doing and you know promotions they want you yeah. to publicize. They've made graphics or, or post or whatever. They want you to promote that. Yeah, yeah. You know, get it online. You know, you want to get people to the show. You know, they want you. They want you to build your. We want our guys to build their own fan base because you know when we do our showcases, we want their fan bases to be coming along to the show. So yeah, no, we we encourage it a lot. Yeah, and if, and if and if and if they're not doing it enough, we we encourage it. A little bit more because we 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 have to stress you know how important it is and that's about you know that's about us moving with the times as well and not setting our guys up to fail it's like telling them you know this social media part mm. this is important and um yeah we, we it's always difficult doing the these double showcases yesterday because it's a, it's a long day um and, and you want to fill up but um yeah both both the shows yesterday were were sold out and um and yeah, I'm very grateful for the guys for, for pushing it so well on, on social media, but also, also, do you know what I mean? Just just telling people. Yeah, you know well, it's, a te- I mean? it's a team effort, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. The last thing I wanted to ask you about, I see this poster on your wall. Right? You've got two, you got for those watching on YouTube, it's got a couple of very colourful posters behind. But I'm I'm interested to learn more about the um the book that you wrote for the Quality Wrestling Academy. Yeah, so um, this is our oh, this way, <laughs> this is our <laughs> manual. Um I mean, we called it Pro Wrestling Manual Volume 1, um, and we wrote it during lockdown. Uh, so it's really difficult for people starting in the, in the industry. You know, what do you do? Um, let me, I've got a 
a copy here actually, hang on. I've got a copy here. Um, but yeah, here, 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 here's the manual. Um, and as you can see, it's you know a book for wrestlers, uh, wrestlers in training, um, and those wishing to pursue a career in pro wrestling. And, and it's called it's called becoming a pro wrestler. And it's you know where to start, how to start, look and image, match preparation, wrestling etiquettes, um, insider wrestling terms, which is <laughs> so important, as you know, because how how are you meant to know um, and promoting yourself as a wrestler, um, which mm. we just touched on. Um, I just think it's so important because you find it such a sensitive industry and you can really upset people without even knowing. I mean, little things like, um, say you've got a student, they're doing their first show. Um, what if you forget to tell them to, you know, go around and introduce yourself and shake everyone's hands and, mm. you know, introduce yourself to the motor and, you know, ask them, you know, what they'd like from the match and, you know, what your time is. Because you don't want to go over time. You go over time, you know, <laughs> you're not you're not coming back a lot of the time. Um, you know, to thank them for the opportunity at the end, um, to make sure you're there, to help set up, make sure you're there, um, to help tear down. Um, just so many things when you're starting out. And, and that is, that is the, you know, <laughs> they're just minor things which people might not know. Um, but it's so easy to upset people in wrestling. And then suddenly, do you know what I mean? You've got this promotion, you've done it, you feel like you've done a good job, and you never hear from them again. Yeah. And, and you don't know why. But this this gives a real opening insight. And, um, yeah, yeah. I think, I think that's awesome. So the, so the book's out now, qualitywrestling.bigcartel.com. Ah yes, please. Yeah, well read. Yeah, um, so yeah, you can you can get your copy then. And thank thanks to everyone who's purchased them. Um, yeah, we we sold out the first batch, then we sold out the second batch. So we've just got our third batch in. So we've got them back in stock. Um, but yeah, no, we've we've had really wonderful feedback, not just from the people who've read it and said they found it so helpful, but also just kind of wrestlers in the industry, like you do. You know what I mean? Like respected. Yeah veteran wrestlers saying do you know what i mean i didn't know what to think of this but that do you know what i mean that's really to the point and young wrestlers should know this just yeah. because we're, we're with it with it getting bigger it's great but with it also getting bigger and lots more people entering the industry we're losing the little really important etiquettes mm. that we need like I mean, you know, if, if you're sitting in the, in the dressing room, a lot of the time, as you know, there's not a lot of um, there's not a lot of chairs or the space is small in the locker room. Do you know what I mean? A veteran comes in, you should be offering them your chair. Do you know mm. what I mean? And and do you know what I mean? A veteran might come into the locker room and 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 um, you know, see one of the young guys. You know what I mean? Stuff all yeah. over the place, sitting in the chair, not offering it. Do you know what I mean? He might tell the promoter again, you're not booked. It's so um, he's so had a lot of. Um, yeah, really nice feedback, not only from the from the people who brought it, um, but also, you know, the veterans and, and the seasoned people in wrestling who um, who kind of kind of said how how beneficial it was. That was really nice. Oh, that's great. That's great. So look, the last last thing I want to ask you is, you know, hanging up the boots, Prince of Mumbai. What's your legacy? Your in ring legacy, Rishi. How how are you how are you going to be remembered as a competitor? 
I think I will be remembered as someone who made people laugh. I think people just enjoy watching me. I think they enjoy the antics. I like the the comic bit. I put them wrestling. Um, but I suppose a note for all comic wrestlers, just because you're a comic wrestler, it doesn't mean you can't do a lot of the big flashy moves and, and become a main eventer. Um, yeah, I mean, pe pe people think, you know, these, these comedy wrestlers have to be in a certain spot. But I've, I think I've kind of uh, broken through that and won the belts and, and, and done the main events to show that you, you can be a comic wrestler, but also really, you know, have those proper main event matches and enjoy it. So, um, yeah, I, I hope I'll, the Prince of Mumbai will just be um, remembered for somebody who people enjoyed watching and had had fun booing them. Do you know what I mean? I, I never wanted to be really offensive to the audience. Do you know what I mean? I, ne I never pick out an audience member mm. and, do you know what I mean, and insult the way they look or the way they are. You know, that's an obscene thing to do. Um, but I might tell the whole crowd that they're disgusting. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. and, you know, do you know what I mean? And, and, and get a boo from that. So I'd like to be just remembered as somebody, um, that they, as an act that they just enjoyed watching and, and got a bit of a kick out and, and wrestling legacy wise, I feel like that's, that's what I'm building now. The quality wrestling Academy, you know, um, I, I could wrestle for another five years, but to me, that's not as valuable as what I'm doing here, sending out a really good batch of decent, safe, respectful wrestlers who are, who are going to, you know, run the British wrestling scene and again present something that that people uh, enjoy and, and it's done the right way and, and hopefully people can learn off of them in the future. Yeah. No, absolutely. Well look, I it's been this has been such a lovely interview to have today. I have so much respect for what you're doing, Rishi, and for your, you know, you, you know, you're a true ambassador for the sport and you know you're obviously leading the way in its future as well. So thank you very much for you know, giving up your time as part of a Rishi Ghosh retirement tour to to oh. join us for Wrestling Life today. Thank you, Ben. And, and thank you for, like, you know, the kind questions and, um, you know, look, looking into my background so much and, um, yeah, researching what I'm all about. Um, no, that, that was really nice. Thank you, Ben. I appreciate what it. The, that's what the show is all about. So, look, that is it for another Wrestling Life. Thank you to my guest, the Prince of Mumbai, Rishi Ghosh. Uh, who I hope can avoid Scotty Two Hotties worm very soon, which is a sentence my almost 40-year-old self delights in saying. Um, thank you to my producer, Jeff Easton, from Tall Lake Productions. Thank you to all of you for taking the time to join Rishi and I today. We'll be back very soon for more Real Talk from Real Talent. So until then, be good to each other. See ya. <laughs>